We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. If he's in, then I think that would take it take the set piece duty away from the set piece duty <laughs> away from duty. <laughs> um, set but, piece duty. Nice. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com/soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Davey Basil. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, joined tonight by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to discuss some Major League Soccer. Gentlemen, we haven't spoken in what feels like months. Welcome back. With you, we haven't, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Excuse me. That, that time of year, you know, vacations... Uh, school starting back, weddings, all that good stuff. So trying to squeeze it all in. Yeah. So two weeks ago I was away and you guys did that podcast. And then last week, Skylar and I were both away. Uh, so JD, we somewhat put some pressure on to do a solo. Although I think JD, you actually had the idea, but I did. I I actually really wanted to. I just ran out of time. I was also going away for the weekend Mm. and, 
stuff happens. So uh, I, I wish I would have been able to do a quick like uh, 20 to 25 minute solo pod, but mm-hmm. I'll have to wait till the next time you guys both go on vacation. And <laughs> then I'll be able to tank our ratings and really, really destroy the podcast. <laughs> I um, yeah, we were we did a trip to San Diego, Los Angeles and San Diego, and I realized it was probably the longest I was going to be away until the summer of 2019. So I was like, next summer, there's going to be no break because we'll have World Cup, and that's usually not a, a light time for, for soccer. So, uh, You mean RotoWire is not sending you to Russia for World Cup coverage? Um, I doubt it. I doubt it. Man. Holding, or crossing my fingers for Qatar. <laughs> the world may not even exist by uh, Qatar. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, th- what's funny is that most of Qatar that's supposed to be hosting the Cup hasn't even been built yet so that doesn't that truly doesn't exist um, true good points all around i will say i went to the uh, galaxy sounders game when i was out in la and stubhub center is is just awesome and i would love to just go to games there all the time if i could i was talking to a friend of mine because i've obviously uh where i am i'm a new york city fc supporter they play in a baseball stadium that ha- that is just clearly not built any kind for watching soccer and uh StubHub Center is obviously a a soccer stadium that will be hosting the Chargers uh next year is it next year or this year this year this year yeah yeah um so I was talking to a few people and they're like you know do you think it's going to be a great place for football and the biggest thing it has going for it is its size that like it's literally because it's a major league soccer stadium it's not 80,000 people. So, like, I imagine it's going to be, like, the best NFL experience you'll have, obviously, just on a smaller scale. I wasn't sure how much of it was that the stadium was that nice or I just happened to be in Southern California, which usually don't have bad days in Southern California. Um, but it was actually my second Sounders game of the year, having still not seen them in Seattle since I saw them play New York City FC earlier, but it was the most thrilling nil-nil draw I've ever seen <laughs> in person in California. It was well, a bit of a bummer go. there were no goals, but props to whoever put together StubHub Center. I felt like it was uh, this was a good place for it. But um, let's jump into this weekend's slate. We've got 10 games. The two expansion teams are off. Um, every game is on Saturday. Uh, DraftKings has kind of a mid, um, midday or mid evening slate, uh, set up. It's, uh, an eight or six gamer, excuse me, with start times between seven and eight Eastern. But let's talk about these first two games, which we were discussing just before that we think they'll have a, a slate for it's, um, 4 PM Seattle hosting sporting Kansas city. And then 6 PM is Toronto hosting Portland. It feels like there are just way too many big names in those four teams to uh, not have one. But uh, JD, this, uh, this slate seems to come down to like who you're going to take between uh, Javinko, Ladero and Valeri, and then probably to a lesser extent, Dempsey and Failhaber. Uh, which way do you think you would go on this two game slate? I think I'd have to go with the home teams on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle and Sporting are two of the better teams in the West lately, and uh, Toronto and Portland haven't been quite as good, but they're both uh, two of the better teams in the league. I just, I think Portland's defensive woes are uh, still there, 
So I think Toronto's forwards, uh, pretty good form. They're getting back to kind of all being around each other for a while after the Gold Cup. Um, and yeah, I think Seattle, I mean, Dempsey had a great game last match. Ladero continues to be like mildly disappointing. Yeah. He's, he's still obviously very good. But um, fantasy-wise, he hasn't been uh, kind of upper echelon. So it, it's going to be tough. If they put out a two-game slate for this, uh, you're really going to be scrambling to, to try and figure out how you're going to fit all these uh, expensive pieces into one lineup. And it might be time for the Mark Bloom strategy once again. Oh. Uh, Skylar, what do you think about Sporting Kansas City now that they're without Dom Dwyer? And do you see any pieces there that – that can fill that role or are worth kind of a fantasy gamble on in his spot? I really don't up top. I mean, you know, I think Bell Hopper is going to have to take on a little bit more responsibility in the attack, which he didn't even start last game that he played. And he came on and scored their only goal off a a PK. So I'm just not uh, too high on their attack right now. And I think that kind of, plays into you know if there is a two-game slate here then i think the sounders are in a really good spot um we're recording this podcast on a uh what are we wednesday night (laughs) and sporting kansas city's got a u.s open cup game tonight i think it's the semifinals um and so then you know they're going to play two days like three days later mid-afternoon i guess you could say over there in california so i think that's going to or in seattle so that's going to be a pretty tough you know Obviously, they're probably going to put out a lot in this game tonight because semifinal, it's probably going to be their best shot at getting a trophy this season. So uh, I feel like they're going to throw a lot out there tonight and be pretty winded by the time they get to Seattle, maybe a little banged up too. Who knows? They could go extra time tonight. So um, just that meshed with, you know, with missing Dwyer, I just, I feel like Seattle's in a good spot. So I'd be fine with, with, uh, you know, even paying up for guys like Joven Jones, Leardam in the back. Um, you know, I, I I do think you've got to have Javinko on the slate, but I still feel like, you know, if you can stack the Sounders, then this might be a good spot to do it. Yeah, the difficulty with the Sounders is that there's just nobody cheap left. Like even Christian Roldan, I think was it 7,900 last week? Which, right, yes. I mean, he'd been playing well enough that it's not like he doesn't deserve to be there, but he used to be kind of the easy you know, 4,800, 5,000 midfield that you could slot in, and those days seem to be over. Yeah, the... Yes. Go ahead, Skylar, because I was going to pivot to another game. Sure, just it seemed like his price might have jumped after he had that monster game when uh, Ladero and Dempsey were both out. Yeah. And he's not in the, in the same role, obviously, with them back. So, uh, yeah, I'm not not as high on him as, you know, those guys back, so... I just, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, there's not a lot of value to be found in the Sounders, so going to have to try to find it elsewhere. Yeah, I was going to say one place we might be able to find some value is in Portland if uh, Fernando Adi misses the game, which it looks like he may. Uh, that would be a, an opportunity to probably get Abobise in there, mm-hmm. um, who we, we previously discussed probably a month ago now, um, but he got a spot start and looked pretty good. I think he had, what, two assists? Or was it a goal and an assist? Yeah, um, I think he yeah. scored... Yeah. Right. So he he's probably going to be a cheap forward. You can kind of slot in there. And then I I didn't catch what Christian Lobato was this past weekend for Sporting Kansas City. But if he got a start, um, I imagine he's still probably cheap. And I wouldn't mind putting him in there either. He's a kind of a creative midfielder. Um, 
kind of help out Benny Failhaber, and I think he's looked good in uh, some very, very brief minutes. Hmm. Okay. Anybody else from Toronto that, I mean, it's going to be tough to get Victor Vasquez in if you try to get Ladero or Valerian with Javinko. Um, there... Yeah, I mean, jo- Josie Altidore is the type of player that could absolutely demolish the, the Portland defense, hmm. but it's really tough to envision getting him and Javinko into a lineup. And then uh, the question becomes, can you really fade Javinko to get Josie? I'm not sure, but um, Portland do have like a Diego Chara could totally kind of shadow Javinko if they really wanted him to. And that would be pretty interesting um, in terms of how that would open up Josie up top. Right. Hmm. All right. Um, that seems good enough for me. <laughs> let's uh, let's jump into the main slate that DraftKings has. Six games uh, starting at 7 o'clock Eastern. We should see six of the 12 lineups before lock, which will be helpful. Um, the first game is DC at RSL. RSL coming off um, a bit of a disappointment, if you could put it lightly, with a scoreless home draw to uh, Houston last week, which... Um, everybody who was going up on Jao Plata and Rusnak uh, were obviously left very disappointed. And DC um, had a pretty good draw at home to Toronto. The um, the RSL attack is obviously still the same. Do you think they'll b- they bounce back, JD? Yeah, I think so. DC United are are completely garbage right now. Um, <laughs> They've what do you been, mean? Is a great one only gave up one an own goal no less <laughs> to Toronto? Yeah, and then in the previous five games, their goal differential was minus eleven. Um, so DC United is really struggling. They're getting somewhat of a makeover here in the the transfer window. It looks like they're going to sign Paul Ariola, which mm-hmm. is uh, very exciting. They got Zoltan Stieber. Um, so offensively, things are looking up. I think that it sounds like they're going to trade Sebastian Latou. I don't know how. I don't know who possibly <laughs> is going to give anything up for Sebastian Latou. But um, they also Maybe. traded away. They traded Bobby Boswell. So, uh, yep. I mean, defensively is where they're really struggling. They've given up more goals in the last six games than any other team in their last six. So I really don't understand why they're not bringing in some reinforcements there. Hmm. Skyler, you was you was down on DC. Yeah, I think JD's right. I mean, they're kind of overhauling their team late in the season. They know, you know, they're in a pretty bad spot themselves. So, um, yeah, I think RSL can score some goals here. I mean, Javinko got off eight shots. Granted, DC was a man down like half the game. Lloyd yep. Sam got a silly red card right before halftime, and. Uh, Toronto, I think, wasted an opportunity to pick up three points there. But, yeah, I feel like Salt Lake absolutely has, you know, enough firepower to put up some goals here. So um, I will say, I guess, from D.C.'s standpoint, I do like uh, Luciano Acosta, especially with Sam out. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at their box score, their game log earlier in the, in the day, I saw where Sam had four corner kicks. There were no other corner kicks taken after he left the game. So. <laughs> Um, I, I guess think, you're not going to uh, win a ton when you're at 10 men. Yeah, so. yeah, so you're not going to take a ton of corner kicks, but Acosta is going to take those over. And I think he's still hitting around 10 points, you know, regardless of if he hits the score sheet. So 
think with that added little boost and set piece duties and, you know, just DC needing that spark and attack, then I think it costs at, what is he, 6400 somewhere around there. Uh, pretty decent price for, for the output, so I'll, uh, I'll try to maybe squeeze him into some lineups. Mm-hmm. I uh, I definitely thought this game was in RSL, in uh, Salt Lake. It looks like DraftKings switched their home away on the above box, the above boxes, which is going to totally throw me off for weeks. But anyway, um, the two most expensive. Oh, it where is it? It's in DC. It's in right? DC. Yeah. Oh, mine shows up right. Oh, mine shows RSL on the top. Yeah, mine shows DC at the top. Silly. Yeah, they've. There, it looks like they've been tweaking some of their interface just yeah. within the last within the day. Yeah, actually, last hours. So, yeah. I no, yeah, I noticed some a few different looking things earlier. Huh. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, Rusnak is the most expensive player on this slate. Uh, Plata is second. You're probably not paying a, a combined eighteen thousand four hundred for both. So which uh, which way do you guys fall on this one? Hmm. It wouldn't be the worst thing to do to pay for both, but I'm probably not. You're right. <laughs> Were you, are you going to pay for yeah, either? It's... Yeah, I'm, I probably will try and get one, to be honest, because yeah. this is one of the best matchups, even though they're on the road. It's uh, definitely one of the better matchups of the entire slate. Is it a simple floor versus upside with Rusnak having the safer floor and Plata having the higher upside? Kind of, but Plot has been uh, firing off so many shots that I would say his floor is pretty nice as well. Mm, I mean, point. he has six, six, four, and eight. Uh, that game with eight, he had five of them on goal. So even without even without goals, I mean, he's getting you a, a healthy floor just with shots and probably picking up some fouls drawn, I imagine. Um, so, you're so not... but yeah, I mean, Rusnak, if they get a ton of corners, Rusnak's going to be taking most of them. So right. Yeah, I think it helps. You know, if you're looking at it, the two then i think it um you can make a case for plata a little bit more at that same price point just because if you are looking for a floor player like jd said i mean he's been been hitting some forward numbers that you're looking for and if you're trying to find another forward besides a guy like lee win who's forward eligible then i think plata is a good just accumulator type of play so Mm -hmm. um i'd probably be be fine with sticking him in there yeah, he might be the floor and the ceiling there. So hmm. nothing yep. against Rusnak, but he's gone a, a little bit pricey for his output. Yeah. So there's no chance that DC holds Toronto and RSL in back-to-back. No, I mean, it, it could happen. It's a home game, and RSL haven't been uh, absolutely dominant lately. So yeah, yep. um, I just it's it's really tough to to wager my money on um, on any player for DC right now. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you have the cash, you can throw Bill Hamid in there and uh, feel okay about it. But even him, less so than usual these days. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Next game, 730 Eastern, Chicago at Columbus. Chicago has been one of the best home teams this year. I think they're on nine straight wins at home. They now go on the road to Columbus, who traded Ethan Finley today, which shouldn't really matter at all because he wasn't playing for Columbus. He's on the slate as a Columbus player, so he will accrue no points. Yeah, Don't um, pick him even when he's available right. as a Minnesota player. <laughs> um, do you guys think that the fire home um, success can carry over into Columbus? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't really think Columbus has been, you know, anything to write home about lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been, they just lost to San Jose 
two to one. San Jose hasn't been great either. So, I mean, I think Chicago could get a result here for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're one of the best teams in the league, and Columbus doesn't have many solutions lately. So, mm-hmm. it's uh, I think it's probably going to be a pretty uh, pretty good game though. Both teams uh, definitely are, are pretty talented and capable of putting together a, a dominant ninety minutes. So, I think it'll be kind of punch and counterpunch. Okay, you've got uh, Ola Kamara at seventy seven hundred and Nemanja Nikolic at seventy eight hundred. Uh, who do you like? Nikolic, that's easy. Easy. Okay. Skyler? Um, Nikolic has been fairly yeah, poor recently. Yeah, it's a toss-up for me. Nikolic hasn't really been doing much lately. And Ola Kamara's been fairly poor like the whole season, though. <laughs> He's actually been pretty decent as of late. So at home, I might I, might I mean, he has six the, points the or less in three of his last four games. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably <laughs> on par with Nikolic, right? Maybe. Yeah. Four, yeah. seven, five, th- and four I, for Nikolic. I think for me, the, um, I mean, and those then before guys that, he had five goals in four games. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, you know, Kamara is fully capable of doing at the same time. But um, that one's possible for me. I mean, if, if it was between the two, I'd probably lean Kamara slightly just because he's at home. But mm-hmm. for me, I think the play here is Justin Miram. Um, he took over corner kick duty last game. I think he had seven or eight corner kicks. Yeah, 11 crosses. And, yeah, and I mean, obviously that's without Iguain in the mix. I'm not really sure what Iguain's status is other than that he hasn't been playing. So, um, you know, before Miram, it was, I think, Kakuta Mane and Hector Jimenez were splitting the, the corner kick duty. Yikes. And just, you know, with Miram taking that over, I think that just kind of adds to the, the appeal that he he's had throughout the season. I mean, he's... He had he's gone through kind of a lull, I guess you could say, lately as far as like goal scoring. Um, but he went on a tear early in the season. If he can get back into that form, and he's taking set pieces, I think it's a, a pretty decent play, albeit against a pretty stout opponent. Eighty-two hundred still seems like a lot against Chicago. Well, if, that's true, but if Miram is in and Iguain is not, then I think it's fair. Yeah, he hit 20 points last game, yeah. and that was, you know, he had an assist, so that's five points. You take that out, and that's 15 points just without hitting the score sheet. Pretty solid. Yeah, I guess I'm looking at it, just the guys who are around him, and we'll get to them in a bit. But, like, you have Kledgeton at 8,000, Piotti at 79. I don't know. They seem to have – well, we'll get to them, but anyway. Um, yeah, I think Dave, David Akam is another guy we should mention in this range. He's mm-hmm. also forward eligible, but he's 8,100. And if he actually gets back to playing a full 90 minutes slash starting at all, then uh, he's as good a, an attacking option as almost anyone at this point. Hmm. Was there anything more frustrating than last weekend? New England, I mean, uh, Chicago beating New England 4-1 and Akam and Nikolic doing nothing? Like, how does <laughs> well, that happen? I was... I was totally checked out, so it sounds like I was a uh, missed a good weekend. But jeez, yeah, and a calm coming off in like the fifty something minute. Yeah, at minus <laughs> yeah. one minute or something. Minus one on DraftKings. Thanks, I saw David. that my my guy Shay Salinas had thirteen crosses though, and I definitely would have been firing him up on DraftKings <laughs> if he was on on a slate. So that was oh, thirteen yeah. corners. Was, it could he be was even super more. cheap too. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, I think I got like twenty points out of him the the slate before that. So. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Anyway, he's not even on this slate, no, so I should have just not yeah. brought him up. But. 
Um, let's go to the next game. We've got the Red Bulls. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. We're, we're, we're burying the lead in this game. Patrick Duty is a man oh, on yeah. fire, and he has rocketed up to $4,700 wow. at the July 29th. He was only at $2,500. So I'm sure he's proud of this meteoric rise after four, <laughs> four assists and nine crosses in just two games. And I believe that almost all of those crosses were corner kicks. So it's... We don't have Schweiny taking them. We don't have a Calm taking them. Um, we don't have Arturo Alvarez I was taking say Alvarez them. Alvarez too, yeah. Right now, it's Patrick Duty. I can't can't guarantee the listeners that that's how it's going to continue, but um, kind of interesting play at fullback if he is taking corners still. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good shout. What's uh, do you guys know what Alvarez's status is right now? Because I think he'd be on him if he was in, but I know he missed last game. He was on the bench. I think his away. status is that he's just pretty average. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't know if he was hurt or whatever, but um, if he's in, then I think that would take it take the uh, set piece duty away from the set piece duty <laughs> away from duty. <laughs> um, set but, piece duty. Nice. I, yeah, I like it though. It's a good a good shout on duty. All right. It's um, my duty to uh, present these good plays to the listeners. <laughs> Um, can we move on now? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Next up, Red Bulls home against Orlando, 7.30 Eastern as well. Uh, we saw uh, BWP finally break out, um, which, of course, happened against New York City FC. Had two goals on four shots. Um, and Kledgeton has been just awesome lately. 25 points last week in that game. He's now been at least 16 points in four straight over 20 over 20 in two of those um any reason that you would not play one or both of them uh i'm probably definitely playing question yeah he seems I'm, like the easiest pick of the weekend maybe not yeah, yeah he's up there he's, yeah question has been very good but now royer is probably out this week so i could see an argument where you're a little bit hesitant because as good as Question looks, I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think he's the person that is making himself switch between like a, a great play and a average play. Mm-hmm. I think it's the the surroundings, and he can dish some nice balls to other people. But if uh, if they're not making the runs and creating the space, Question I don't think is the guy that really does it himself that often mm-hmm. these days. So. Yeah, I mean, if if BWP's motivated like he was in the the New York City Derby, then there was I one. Question will be fine. But... Yeah, there was one great play with Question sent in a, a corner, and it like bounced back to him, and he sent in another cross, and that bounced back, and he sent in a third one, and I was like, man, if every corner was just like this, we'd be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are great. Those are what you're. Uh, you know, when you've got those guys that take set pieces in, yep. that's what you're. What you're hoping for. That's just like the. Uh, you're playing NBA, and that's like the guy that misses a shot and keeps grabbing his own rebound and yep. then finally puts it back. So. That's right. Um, no, I love Question this week. I, it's kind of like we were talking about with Miram. You take away the goals and assists that he's had lately, and he's still hitting in that like 15-point range. So for 8000 I think that's a, a great price. He's definitely going to be one of the first guys, I think, that you plug in this week. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as BWP, then he's been on fire, like you said, but it's just it's so hard for me to – pay that price for somebody that's as goal dependent as he is, yeah, which he's sure. been scoring the goals lately, but you take those away, then 
you're not left with much. So yep. I think at that price point, I'd probably like a guy like Plata a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you could guarantee me that BWP was going to take four shots a game, I'd probably like be much more confident in taking him in fantasy because he's he's such a good finisher when he's in form that I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll bury one of those four shots. But it's the games where he gets one or two that kind of make uh, – make me nervous to play him yeah yeah i saw a chart the other day about his expected goals over the course of his career and they were saying that if he basically had played uh most of his career in mls he'd be up to like 255 goals by now which is <laughs> over 100 more than landon donovan's record so um i mean he's he is awesome i yeah. think he's he's very underrated even though he tied the the goal scoring record what three years ago now um yeah still extremely underrated as an mls forward yeah that was basically the the article was like how is a guy who scores this much this underrated but oh well uh anybody from orlando that you would consider skyler loves these guys so i'll let him talk about I don't know, against New York Red Bulls on the road, Orlando's kind of uh, shuffling some pieces. There is one guy I've got my eye on, um, one of their new players that they just brought in, Yoshimar Yotun, who uh-huh. is a, listed as a defender here, 4,300. Not sure that he's going to start, and there's still kind of some question as to where he's going to play, what kind of role he's going to play in Orlando. Um, he's come out and said, I read a couple articles earlier in the day, he's come out and said that he feels like he's best as an attacking midfielder. He feels like Christ wants somebody playing in, in the attack. So, um, you know, if he gets the start, which I'm not, you know, just with the, the way that Orlando has been lately, I'm not sh- so sure that it's out of the question that he doesn't start. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I, I'm interested in seeing that starting lineup. If he's in, then I might, you know, I might be fine with rolling the dice at 4,300 on a defender in the attack. This feels like Breck Shea. <laughs> it kind of we've does, had this but... <laughs> We've had this conversation about Breck Shea. It's, it's, funny to... that, it's funny that he thinks his best position is on the attacking wing because I feel like that's what most people uh, that want to come to MLS feel like. Right. I forget what, what podcast I was listening to recently, but it was saying how Gail Clichy said he would uh he would consider coming to mls but only if they let him play as an attacker (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like okay Okay. whatever uh uh, pass on that what are your thoughts on the fact that bwp is 8500 but kyle laren is 6200 kyle laren hasn't been good lately i mean he scored last week he's hot yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that is our definition of hot, but uh, it was his first goal since May thirty first. <laughs> Obviously, he hasn't played that whole time. We don't have to go down that road either. But um, all right, you're not yeah, buying. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty much the same thing with Dom Dwyer for me. So yeah, there Orlando has enough good players in the attack that I might shy away from a, an expensive Luis Robles. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a Kamar Lawrence is still definitely on my radar. Yeah. Is $5,100 Felipe just totally priced out? I've never really understood the Felipe play. I don't know if you can say totally priced out. I mean, I'm not sure what he's done the past couple of games, but earlier in the season he was pretty regularly hitting 
double digits. So 5,100, I mean, if you're looking looking for a floor, then it's a pretty solid floor at 5,100. Okay. Yeah, if you're too lazy to look at everyone else in that price range, sure. <laughs> you calling me lazy over there? Nah, I'm just, just like we're getting excited about a guy that I literally never – he never stands out in his price range. There's always a better value play that pops up. There's always – there's there's never a time I felt backed into a corner where I have to play Felipe, and I'm quite frankly not smart enough to predict when he's going to have his 15 to 20 point game versus his seven to eight point game uh, the other like 80 percent of the time. So I'm I'm yeah. just not going to try to to strike gold with Felipe just to save a couple bucks. Skyler, the reason yeah. why he's not going to do That's that fair. is because he doesn't want to spend 5100 on Felipe when he can spend 5100 on Kevin Doyle. Ooh. Oh well, that's yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, lock for of the week. Less, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's lock of the uh, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me to not play him. Mm. Um, well, speaking of Kevin Doyle, he's in our next game, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, Colorado at Dallas. Um, I don't know what to you know think what? about this, Dallas. This, this podcast was going so much better when you weren't here and we didn't ever mention Kevin Doyle, not once. <laughs> How can it, is it even a podcast if Kevin Doyle doesn't come up? <laughs> um, yes. Well, Sorry for interrupting. Yes. According yeah, so, to JD, according to JD, then Kevin Doyle is hot because he scored last game. So oh. we got to bring him up now. There we go. I never said that. And I will never say <laughs> that. <laughs> Everyone um, else is the one that, uh, that buys into the recency bias. Right. Well, Speaking of recent, Dallas just lost at Philly, which we all saw coming, of course. But uh, now that they're back home, like, where do you go? Like, it seems like Mauro Diaz hasn't really been doing enough. Uh, Acosta didn't even start last week. Uh, Arudi's been a little cold. Like, where? Well, Barrios has been Barrios has been hot. And he yeah. took corners last game. Yeah, I was going to say Barrios has been pretty solid um, floor-wise, and he, even, he scored last game too, so he's yep. kind of bringing, bringing the best of both there. So um, that's a, a pretty solid play. I feel like Arudi's actually in a good bounce-back spot here. He's gotten kind of pricey, but I think if it's like, you know, you mentioned BWP in the last game. If it was between those two, I'd probably lean Arudi here just with Dallas kind of desperate for a bounce-back game. Yep. Oh, that's a good uh... – Good matchup there, BWP or Rudy. Who would you take, JD? Um, I feel like I'd take BWP. I think Colorado's been uh, starting to put things together a little bit in the back. So I don't know. That's so tough, though. Yeah, yeah. both are both are really good options, and both are are guys that are kind of scary to to pay that much for when you could get. Plata for 500 more. You could get Nikolic for uh, 800 less. I don't know. I mean, Nikolic against those guys I also think is interesting because he hasn't been scoring the last couple of games. But right. on the whole for the season, I mean, he's been as good, if not better, than those guys. So, Yeah, and Via just uh, leapfrogged him for the golden boot lead, too. Mm -hmm. So he's got a little added motivation there. Yep. Yeah, you know, if he's thinking about the golden boot, which he seems like the kind of guy that, that would uh, like to add that to his trophy case. Is that Nikolic you're talking about? Yep. Gotcha. Do you think Berrios keeps corners if Acosta starts? 
I honestly don't know. I mean, because this is a, the Barrios thing is is new. He d- hasn't usually been taking them, so and Acosta used to. Yep. So when they're in together, I don't know. I'm not sure. I I think Barrios would probably maintain some just because he's. It seems like he's been doing pretty good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, and he's so small that he doesn't help in the box at all. Whereas Acosta, I think, would actually be pretty helpful getting into the box. Yeah, I guess the one I'm more questioning is Maro. Like, what's going on? Is it the still that they're easing him back in, even though it's been three months now? <laughs> three months? Has it actually been three months? Um, yeah, he he first got minutes right? in, Wasn't it around in May. May. Yeah. Uh, yeah, generously, it's been three months, I guess. But yeah, the first time he played <clears throat> more yeah, than seventy. Day, yeah, first time he played more than seventy was the Fourth of July. So. Right. And he, he hasn't played more than that. Actually, since. that's the only time that's he's the only played time, more than yeah. 70. You know what? I mean, all Dallas needs him for is the stretch run and yeah. the playoffs. So, And I think Oscar Preha is well aware of that. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, unfortunately, isn't very helpful for fantasy purposes. But... Right. Do you guys think that like Dallas really takes it to them? Or do you think $3,800 Tim Howard is worth a shout? Definitely worth thinking about, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think Dallas is going to, like I said, I think they're going to bounce back here. But if they, yeah, I mean, if Tim Howard's on his game, which we all know what he can do, then yeah, I mean, he could totally turn in a huge performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dallas haven't kept a clean sheet in their last six games, and they have a negative goal differential of one. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, like, I, I mean... I wouldn't, you know, Howard had, I think he had minus four last game. So I think a lot of people probably stay away based on seeing that. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's a pretty sneaky play. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, Dallas just lost 4 nothing to Vancouver, what, two weeks ago? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grand, that was, I believe, at Vancouver. But, um, I mean, still, Colorado it's... just drew 2-2. Or no, it was in uh, Dallas, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Dallas. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I just I still don't know what to think about Dallas. They're just uh, the only thing I really think about Dallas is I'm gonna trust them when it uh, right. it gets to be late fall. But uh, for now, I mean, August, they're... that's the problem. <laughs> that's fine. It's it really doesn't matter. The only person that needs to turn it on right now is DC United, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Next up is Vancouver at New England. Um, I assume this makes the win one of the better plays. 8,900 for a forward with his floors. Obviously pretty good. Um, anybody else from New England? Are we still looking at um, Fagundes or Kai? Ugh. <laughs> I wouldn't hate Diego Fagundes. There's just enough, enough other options on this slate that uh, I'm all right kind of going right over him when I'm scrolling through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you can talk about a four that's been hot. Kai, he's been scoring the goals, so I don't think you can completely ignore him on this slate. All right. Four goals in I mean, three games? Had, yeah, four goals in three games, 7,500, so that's right around that Nikolic, Ola Kamara price range. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he's been getting off shots. He's even been putting in some crosses. Just kind of across the board, picking up points. So, 
19, 29, and 28 in his last three, and pretty decent matchup, I'd say, against Vancouver. Yeah, I think another another guy to look at on the opposite side of the ball is Jordi Reyna. He's 4,300. He's started two games in a row now. I think that's his first two that he's started. Um, nothing jumping off the page in terms of his uh, fantasy numbers, but I think he's had three crosses in each game. He's drawn five fouls combined between the two, and I mean, he's a he's a talented player, so he seems to finally be back and healthy. And Vancouver, Vancouver can kind of get a result whenever they haven't been terrible, and um, it's a, a really good value. You can put him in the forward spot, and New England hasn't really been great defensively this season. So, yeah, I like up, that play a lot. Yeah, they've given up 15 goals in their last six, and then let's if I filter it to to the home matches they've still uh, been giving up some goals so yeah no it's a really good play at, at 4300 he's got that multi-position eligibility playing as a midfielder as a forward so you know if you're looking for a cheap forward i think that he's definitely one worth looking at he even he split corner kick duty last game with uh bologna so i believe to set that sat that one out so mm-hmm. um yeah i mean he's got some upside to him seven points last game for 4300 it's not a bad return not at all. Hmm. All right. Um, did we t- uh, talk of any defenders in this game? Tierney hasn't really been uh, even <laughs> playing, so. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, I guess uh, Marlon Harrison's probably still a midfielder, right? Yeah, and that was the last game. but Or that was the last game, yeah, sorry. And I, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. That's more than Hollings more. heads forty two hundred if we're going back there, oh. which is still uh, <laughs> still pretty decent. Yeah, decent. I think so. So far, Kamar Lawrence is the one guy I really want, unless I see Duty is starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this game's weird. Yeah, the Shannon Williams, Jake Nerwinski, none of those guys are are guys I want to pay forty five hundred oh. plus for. Jordan Harvey thirty nine hundred. He'll sneak up with a goal once or twice a year, but um, not that you're going to take him. But they just got. Aaron Mond from RSL. I, I saw it. I think yeah. they're they're going to probably trade Christian Dean. It sounds like yeah. to Chicago, um, solid young center back. Yeah. Um. All right. Enough of that one. Last one yeah. of this slate is Montreal at Philly. Um, we have the Jamaili versus Piatti discussion. So, which side do you fall on, JD? I'm going to go with Jamaili. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think, yeah, I mean, he he just overall has a better floor for me, and I think he has still pretty high upside. Yeah. Hmm. Skyler? It's really J. Maile, uh, or it's Piotti plus 600 bucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably leaning J. Maile, too, just based on his floor. I mean, I think Piotti had a pretty good game last game if you take his goal away, but I don't think he's going to do that game in and game out. Like, Jamiley's probably double-digit double upside um, regardless. I think Piotti could have a game where he's, you know, he doesn't score, then he's hitting less than that. So I'd still lean Jamiley here. My favorite is looking at Ilsenio's game log. 1, <laughs> 21, negative 1, 30. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, he honestly, those uh, those two of those good games were like his 
two best of the year by far. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, he's been the. It's much closer to one most other weeks. Well, how about um, how about this? His last three home games, eighteen, twenty-one, and thirty. Ah, we're onto a pattern. There it is. Not so great on the road. Two, two, one, minus one. Yeah, if you keep going, it's still ugly. So, yeah. <laughs> um, let's just say his, yeah, his fantasy points per game is still at five point four. <laughs> right <laughs> on DraftKings. I have no idea how they calculate it, and I almost never pay attention to it. Yeah. But um, it's uh, wow. Yeah, it's I, I'm probably not going to use him if that's what you're asking. It's just you're so you're much more comfortable with Yordi Rain at 43 than Elsino at 41. Yes. Okay. Like if Elsino was still at 3100, like he has been, then I might consider yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I more, threw him in there every now 40, and then. Yeah, that 4100 kind of just scratches him off my list. I mean, it's even that extra thousand bucks. I think is a little bit too much to pay for him. Yep. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame anyone for taking him, but he just literally doesn't do anything on the field. <laughs> he had a fantastic assist last week. Okay. Well, he's he's not much of a, a distributor. Assist, yeah. He's not much of a distributor in general to the point where the entire Union fan base is uh, revolting that they refuse to transfer in a true number ten. Yeah. Um, speaking of Union playmakers, though, Medunianin at 6,200 seems pretty good. Home against Montreal. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, he's, it feels like, like you look at his last two games, 10 and 10, like, it feels <laughs> like that's about it. It yeah. feels like that's about it for him. And then before that, it was four, five, six, like, okay. I don't know. He's just, he just, I mean, he's been good kind of on both sides of the ball for him. Not great. I just, I don't know if I can with all the other options on the board, like feel a hundred percent comfortable throwing them in there. Like, I feel like, you know, that's about as much as you can expect for him, I guess. Yeah. For what it's worth, the union have been really good at home yeah. and Montreal, Montreal have been really bad on the road. Um, what if I had a $7,600 forward who had 18, 28 and 29 in his last three <laughs> home games? Well, I... there, yeah, there's some good forwards in that price range this week. Yeah, there are. CJ, yeah, Sapong, Kamara, Savarino, right below. I mean, they're, they're basically in the same range as Ola Kamara and Nikolic too. Right, some decisions to be made there, but yeah, Sapong has been hot. JD buying CJ Sapong. I don't. I don't hate it. I wouldn't fault anybody for playing him, but I also wouldn't fault anyone for playing Ilcino. So yeah. Uh, I, I'm probably just going with other guys, but that's personal preference. Sapong, Sapong easily can score uh, zero goals or a brace, like just as easily, um, <laughs> yep. especially especially this game. So, okay, Philly's tough because they they can score from a lot of different a lot of different people. It's not the same couple guys every week. So, not just so Sapong JD, every if... week. <laughs> JD, it's. Uh... Sapong at seventy six hundred or Kai Kamara for a hundred bucks less. <laughs> I would I would definitely take Sapong. Oh man. Definitely. I think I'm going Kai there. Yeah, there's no doubt I would take Sapong. Wow. 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 All right. Straight Kamara hate right there. Yeah, really. Wow. Alright. We'll re- we'll absolutely revisit that next week. Um I'll also guarantee Wait, I'll what forget if, about what? it. Why don't you guys get yourselves on the record here? Why is it just me? <laughs> no, I, I think I threw out I'm Team Kai there. 
Yeah. I just—he's been. Wait, uh, Andrew, did you say yeah? Your team, Kai? No, I was saying yeah. <laughs> uh, that okay, Skyler okay. was team Kai. So right. Andrew's the the decider here. I never take Kai Kamara. It's a. <laughs> 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 you also swore oh, off man. Lee Wynn. Uh, I know you would never know. play him again. So you know what yeah, changed you... for me? The forward eligibility. This season. <laughs> no, the forward eligibility. That's it. I still don't have him in FMLS. Never will. Don't wow. need Lee Wynn messing my team up there but uh with a goal or assist like every single week yeah no <laughs> that would really screw your lineup up yeah <laughs> i have him every week he does nothing that's what it is <laughs> he gets like the one shot and a yellow card and i'm like great thank thank yeah. you lee win home against dc because United. he's on your team right no he knows he knows that's why he's... no i'm done with it um, Man, so now that we've been through the whole slate and I've been thinking about it more, I think Matt Lamson is the uh, the keeper we we have to go with if we don't want to use Tim Howard. Uh, Forty three hundred at Columbus. That seems like easy money. You're right. Hmm. Hmm. With no Iguain and now no Ethan Finley, how are they ever going to get by? Remember um, when Ethan Finley was a big thing? Not last season, but the one before. Wasn't and it last season? Got- it wasn't no, I think it was two it was two seasons ago, seasons yeah, ago and then Klinsman called him into January camp, and I oh, was right. cringing the cringing the whole time. That's right. You think he's going to do anything in Minnesota? Why do Why does Minnesota feel like they need to collect like literally a dozen different wingers? They're looking at another winger. Apparently, they just transferred in a winger. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand what they're doing. Like, maybe yeah. get someone that can play in the the center of the field. Um, or some some better defenders. Oh, Ibsen mm. takes great offense to that. Although I guess he's more <laughs> of a defensive. Um, Finley's from Minnesota. I think that's why they made the deal. That's I think that's cool. the only reason they made the deal. <laughs> uh, well, that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. So there you go. I actually so knew paid, that, but I didn't think it mattered. <laughs> I think they. Pay, I saw somewhere that they paid as much or a little bit more for Finley than Chicago did for Dax. It was more. Yep. Crazy. I read they that also, basically you pay more this time of year just because right. yeah. it's going to help. For what it's worth, I also saw that they got Finley for only 60% of what DC United paid the Galaxy just to be able to talk to Paul Ariola. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that right? Huh. Yeah, I think they, they wow. paid, what, uh, 500000 it was reported. Wow. To the galaxy, but wow. maybe it was. Uh, then I saw another number, three hundred and fifty or something. But Finley was what three hundred? Uh, it was three hundred next year and a hundred this year, something like. It was some somewhere around those numbers. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not really privy to the details. I just saw a tweet. So it's MLS. Nobody's privy to the details. That's very true. Or well, we know the details and they're not actually right. Every every transfer I've seen so far has had like multiple different sets of details, but. It's just, yeah, it's tough this time of year. So I, I don't really blame the the writers or reporters. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the late slate, which we hope will be a slate. Uh, two matches, 9 p.m. Eastern, Houston, home against San Jose. Woo, that'll be a good one. Hey, and, San Jose's uh, on the rise. Are they hot? I don't know. They're fine. You were saying okay. yourself, you're now a Shea Salinas guy. So, I've always been a Shea Salinas guy, oh, okay. especially when he's this cheap on DraftKings. But I have to imagine that the the price is going to go up because the uh, the DraftKings pricers listen to the pod every week, mm-hmm. listen to me say who I don't want their price to rise, and then they make their price rise. Yeah, it's just how it goes. Tough business. 
Um, is there anyone on Houston that you would like more than Shea Salinas? Or, or how, yeah, just Shea Salinas to start. Uh, well, Alex is out with a red card. Not yep. that I would probably like him more anyway. Um, I don't know. Martinez might be a guy if he finally starts since Alex is out mm. that I would think about. Um, I didn't get to really pay attention to any of the, the Real Salt Lake Houston games, so I, I can't say I'm up on what they looked like last match. But um, since it was 0 0, it was I'm a whole guessing, bunch of nothing. I'm guessing not that great. Uh, I don't know. How about did anyone pay attention to it? I pretended it didn't exist. <laughs> and apparently so did they. All right. I mean, Dylan Remick looks like he tied the uh, for the team lead in shots, and he's a defender. So. Right. <laughs> Skyler, what do you think? Kyoto still hasn't been playing, and Elise is only subbing in. So did Torres. So, yeah. I mean, it was a really weak lineup from Houston. Sure was. Skyler, are you going to go with the Dynamo stack? Home against San Jose? Oh man, I don't. <laughs> it's a two-game slate, so I guess we'll have to. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But I do like uh, Martinez if he starts. So um, I don't I know. I could, this could. I think I'll probably have multiple Houston players depending on how the the pricing works out because the the later game is uh, going to be high powered. Everyone's going to overlook the uh, kind of the easy pickings with the San Jose. Houston game, mm-hmm. and uh, neither of those teams defend that well. Maybe Houston does uh, a little better, but San Jose hasn't been playing good defense lately. Yeah, no, I think it's. I mean, it, it, it could definitely be the spot for Martinez to step in and get his first action. If not, then Memo Rodriguez is one to you know keep an eye on. He was pretty active there for a little while, and now with Alex out, then I think he's going to probably. Um, get back up to that level. So and I guess you got to keep in mind too, uh, like I mentioned earlier with um, Sporting Kansas City, San Jose's playing in that U.S. Open Cup semifinal tonight here on Wednesday night. So, um, you know, they'll get a little bit more rest, I guess you could say, since the game's later in the day. But still, like, you know, they're going to put a lot into this game tonight. Um, so I think Houston could probably be in a pretty good spot to get a result at home. Mm-hmm. That's a good call. Okay. Uh, let's talk about that later game. It's New York City FC at the Galaxy. Um, New York City FC coming off a big win against the Red Bulls, and the Galaxy look just absolutely lost. I can't decide if it's the coaching change and they just haven't gotten used to Siggy Schmidt yet or this team just isn't that good. Um, both. It could be some both. Uh, I assume but I Jonathan... Mean, they, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say they, they've been bringing in some guys, so I think it, it could be looking up. Yeah, I think I assume Jonathan Dos Santos starts after coming off the bench last week. Um, but I think the biggest problem they have is they just don't have a true striker. Um, like, Wait, you mean Jossie Zardes is not a true striker? Um, I don't, I don't believe so. You got Jack McBean. You got Jack Mack. Matt Jack Mack, yeah. I, I was being I was being ironic. He's yeah. definitely not a true striker. I think they're missing Alan Gordon. <laughs> Probably Gordo. Mean. Definitely. Yeah. Even even just his emotional support from the bench. That's right. <laughs> um, Alessandrini obviously sat last week. He would be my guess is 
he or Villa would be the most expensive players on this slate. Um, it sounds like Alessandrini is going to be, uh, what, probably close to questionable. Right. I think he trained today. Yeah. Um, and Maxi Morales is out yep. next uh, next game for disciplinary reasons, I believe. Yellow um, card accumulation. Yeah, so there's two guys right there that um, we're not going to get to play. So just another argument to kind of take a deeper look at Houston-San Jose. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be some good value in these two. Yeah, I wonder if that means David Villa is going to take corners again. Which yeah, really, very well might. Yeah, that puts him kind of on another level. Yeah. Even at at L.A. Um, you mean they're, they're not going to start Pirlo against Jermaine Jones and Chao <laughs> Pedro and Jonathan Dos Santos? <laughs> <laughs> Pirlo would rather probably retire right away than right. do that. Yeah, no, Pirlo is going to be drinking wine in the California I was just about vineyards. to say that. Yeah, he's going to go up north and just go to <laughs> Napa away from L.A. Um, I will say that uh, watching him play in person, Ashley Cole seems to have a much bigger impact on the game than his stat line. Like I was surprised at how good he looked because I've long been a Ashley Cole is nothing in MLS, but he looked pretty good actually. Yeah. He's not a, he's not a fantasy factor. No. But he's actually, he pretty much locks down that side of the field. Totally. Game in game in game out. Still has a great long ball in him too. Um, so who do you, do you spend up on via and who else yeah. on this slate? Whoever we think's gonna supply the the balls to Via, <laughs> but Villa who would it to be? Himself. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it to himself? <laughs> I mean, you're gonna play Tommy Mack or maybe? Oh, I wish I could see their prices and know yeah. who was gonna start. But um, I mean, Harrison Jonathan has Lewis, to be in maybe? play, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Lewis started last game. Yeah, he looked pretty good He's too. Cheap, yeah. He seems to have moved ahead of Acoli and. Shelton just came back, so I doubt he'll start, but hit a decent run. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it'll be Via and the one guy for as good. Let me actually add this: for as as much as Ashley Cole like stood out as having an impact on the game, Gio Dos Santos was absolute was like a ghost. I had no idea he was even on the field for the ninety minutes. It was crazy how wow how he just had no impact whatsoever. I wonder if his brother being on the field is going to motivate him at all. <laughs> he looked a little more vo- motivated so. last week in a 3-1 loss, so <laughs> I don't know. He did take corners, though, last week instead of Alessandrini. Right, but probably can't bank on that because Alessandrini is probably back. Right. right. I mean, feasibly, we can fit them both if we, we go cheap in the other games. So, I mean, if you get Martinez and if Salinas stays below 5,000 or whatever he was at. Yep. You can play both of those guys. And yeah, New York will probably have one player you can get cheap somehow. Just don't know who yet. Um, we're, uh, we're not being very helpful with that game, but no. it's, it's literally a shoulder shrug. Right. Jonathan Lewis, he'll be pretty cheap if, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, if he's starting at forward again. Right. I'd think about playing him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly more than Zardes. I mean, that forward spot, then, yeah, that's that might be your cheap forward. Right. Right, right. Okay. Wait, you mean you're not playing Wanda? I was just about to say that. <laughs> just about to. For probably $3,000 more. 
It is probably uh, more. I guess kind of a revenge game, though, right? Isn't Houston where Wando got his start? Yeah. I don't know if it's a revenge, if it's revenge, or more just like a homecoming. Sentimental gratitude, a gratitude game. The gratitude game. No, I mean it's whatever. It's Wando. <laughs> whatever it's Wando. All right. All right. I was gonna say late game hammer, but that would be actually the first game of the slate of that two game <laughs> slate. Chassis Zardes, late game hammer. Oh, no way. Jack McBean. All right, I'm cutting you guys off. You've crossed the line <laughs> now <laughs> saying Zardis is a late game hammer. We're trying to get you to end the podcast. Yeah, that's it. We're okay, thank you, everyone. Thanks. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find uh, all of us on Twitter. JD is at DFSMLS. Skylar is at DraftKicks. I am at Rotowire Andrew. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Good to be back, and good luck. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.